See you, because you know it's go ahead. Thanks, Mike. Hey, you got my permission. Weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Your hosts, Stephen and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD, are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers. We are dropping in on episode 57 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet. I am your host, Steve, along with my three co-hosts, Mike, Devin, and JD. And guys, I've been wondering about you guys. Is like, Are you guys like more cake guys or more pie guys this time of year? Because this is like pie time of year, but I don't like pies. I'd rather eat cake. Uh, well, for me, it all depends on the situation. So, Because I grew up... When we eat cake, it has white uh, special frosting, it's chocolate cake, and we eat it in a bowl with milk. What? You do the whole bowl with milk thing? At that point, it's not even cake anymore. It's like soup. Yeah. It's delicious. It's like it is. dessert soup. I don't soup. think you're pronouncing delicious right. Delicious. Okay. <laughs> That's a little better. But uh, I do like uh, pie, pumpkin pie, pecan pie, apple pie, cherry pie. I like pie. All the pies. Okay. <laughs> JD, JD, do you prefer pie? I don't really care for cake or pie. I I get a lot of flack for that uh, most of the time because I'm not really one for sweets. Like I hate cotton candy. I I don't I don't really care for most types of cake. I don't like cheesecake. Uh, most types of pie. So uh, if I have a dessert, it's usually ice cream. Very cool. Um, I, I think I think most parents also agree that they hate cotton candy because. Like little kids don't know how to eat cotton candy. They eat cotton candy like the best way to get it all over their face and all over their fingers so they're sticky for the rest of the day. So I as well hate cotton candy because kids don't know how to eat cotton candy. Have you guys have you guys seen the the gif of the dude eating cotton candy in reverse? I have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually yes. it's actually pretty funny. If you if you haven't, please look it up now. Not if you're driving, but please yeah, look it up. Not if you're it's, driving or you're flying. Mike, are it's you... quite hilarious. So then you're, I'm guessing, Mike, that you're cake? Because you're a cake I... eater? So, so no, actually. Um, I will eat cake if the occasion permits, but I actually, um, I prefer, um, if I'm given the choice and it's an option, I prefer cheesecake. Cheesecake very, is good. Very cool. I think everyone should try this. Like The next time you're going to go like insult someone, just call them a cake eater. It's like one of the worst insults people have. Like They hate it. Call someone a cake eater, they get really defensive. Guys... This is episode 57 of the longest running anthem podcast. We were not here last week. We had an interview set up with John that we were not able to complete just because I think he is actually working on a game. He's not just talking about it. So he's Apparently doing... Mr. Warner is busy and he doesn't have time for us. That might be it. Uh, I think he's a busy guy. So He's pretty busy working on, uh, you know, anthem. He's busy well, uh, and we, doing all kinds and, of stuff. And, yeah. So we, yeah. we have scheduled that he's going to join us uh, two weeks from now when he has a hole in his schedule. I think he's going to take one day vacation just so he can talk to us. Um, he's probably not going to do that. But we're going to have a chance to talk to, to him about two weeks. He vacation after because then he has to recover from talking to us because I hear all it's that unbearable. Crunch. It is. But did you know that we will know what this game is all about in 128 days because that's when Anthem launches. Um, it'll also launch 121 days if you get the Origin Access Premiere. If you get that early, if you're on PC, you get to play a whole week early before everyone else on consoles do. And there's only 107 days left until the demo gets released, which is like 
leading up to this point, it always seemed like Anthem was like so far away, like nine months, ten months. Like, man, this game's never going to be here. But we're like at the four month mark. I mean. And when we're talking about the four-month mark and the amount of information that we do know about Anthem, like to me that's kind of like, we don't know a lot about this game that's going to be released in four months. And it seems like with a lot of things that are going on on the uh, um, Anthem website that they might not know too much about what exactly is going to be in the game right now. It seems like a lot of details are still up in the air. Yeah, I mean, that's the message they're portraying basically because they keep changing the information. So they're not sending a clear message. Right. I guess we can just we we can jump into that right now because we we are talking about that. Um, so uh, there's been a couple changes on the website. So first thing we did get a little bit of information about the interceptor. So I guess first of all, um, the main Twitter account has been tweeting out that you know, hey, look at the profile for this javelin. But we got those. Um, it was during the the PAX panel. Was it the PAX panel or was it at? When did they release? Yeah, it was the it was right after the PAX panel okay. when they uploaded like twenty things to the website. Yeah, so they uploaded all this stuff to the website. They uploaded profiles for our ciphers. They uploaded profiles about progression, about our suits, about the other characters that we have. Then they uploaded profiles about each individual javelin. And we actually talked about that. I think it was episode fifty three. So it's been a while ago. But now every time that they would re um, retweet those things, I just assumed it was the same thing. So I never even clicked on him to go and read him because I was like, oh, yeah. we've, we've already seen this. So, you know, there wasn't a lot there in the first place, but a lot of those things have have been changing. So one of the new things that they have added on all the profiles, they're telling us what weapons each javelin can use. So we'll talk about the interceptor because I think that's one of the things that has changed the most. So it says each javelin may have two weapons for their loadout and can change them along with the rest of their loadout between missions. Interceptor Javelin, the Interceptor Javelin is capable of wielding every weapon type except for heavy weapons, which can only be used by the Colossus Javelin. So we learned that only the, well, we knew that the Colossus could use the heaviest weapons like the Gatling gun, um, the machine gun, I think they they called it, and the other Javelins cannot. So the other Javelins can use pistols and SMGs, and the Colossal cannot use those weapons because he's got his fingers are way too big to be able to pull the triggers of those things. So that's the different the one of the big can't differences make a bigger between gun. these things. You can't make a bigger gun. No. Yeah, just just make a bigger trigger. So and then continuing on with the interceptor thing, um, they say every javelin has an innate melee ability which can be used to deal damage to targets at very close range. This ability does not need to be earned, nor can it be changed. So I guess this is something that we just have at the beginning of the game. You're able to melee. And that's something that we are not going to be able to swap yet. And that's one thing they've been stating a lot. It's like at launch, we're not going to be able to change this. In the future, it's very possible that we can. And it says that the Interceptor has something called double-bladed daggers. The Interceptor uses a pair of double-bladed daggers to deliver multi-hit flurry of slashes, dealing damage in a chain of powerful attacks that can be continued indefinitely. So that sounds kind of cool. I mean, this kind of sticks with the with the impression that this is a very fast javelin. It's get in, get out, deal damage, and get out of the way. So we have seen concept art that the Interceptor does have a knife. It looks like some sort of energy knife of some sort. It doesn't look like yeah. it's... Um, it, in the concept art we have, it's like glowing green, like it's made out of shape or energy or something. But here we've got double-bladed dagger. So, I mean, what do you guys think about this melee? Mainly the part that it can be continued indefinitely. 
Aren't the uh, aren't the daggers coming off the gauntlets of the interceptor? I don't I don't know if those are the daggers. I don't think they are. I think those are like well, some well sort you of got you got your posters behind you, right? I mean, like the blades coming off the floor. yeah. Isn't that isn't that where the isn't that the daggers? And one goes forward and one goes back, so that can solve the double bladed piece of it. Well, and since they're bladed, right? Well, yeah. but a, maybe it's just double one blade going forward, one blade going back. Connected off of your forearm, so then you can just. You can't see me right now, but I'm like totally doing my awesome dual wielding. What's that sound again? Awesome. All right. I okay. I hate you all. This is not a safe place. One hypothesis. This is not a safe place. I can't share anything here. You can share with us. I'm trying to pull up the picture because I don't actually don't have those pictures right behind me. I'm looking at your Colossus right now. Are you? Oh well, then I have to go get him. And I know it's so tough. I know. I think they're just coming off the forearms. I don't think those are the daggers. I think they are. I I mean it because it's um because it's an indefinite melee weapon, which means to me that I don't have to keep taking it out, putting it back in somewhere. I can just go with it, and it's connected. It's part of my suit. That's my hypothesis. You can scoff at it. No, we we can scoff at it. We probably will, but. I mean, we, we haven't seen, like, any type of sheath or any type of scabbard that that the Interceptor has unless... I mean, it, you could be right. They could be right up in there in the arm, hiding in there somewhere, almost like a tracer-style weapon to where they flip out when they're needed. But oh, the, I'll flip out. Yeah, you, we'll flip out. But the only reason I think that, you know, it's an energy... We have seen the concept art that says it is an energy weapon of some sort. Oh, we lost JD. JD will probably be back. He's just like, I got to step out for a second. So... I mean, we don't we don't know much other than there's double blades, but I mean, you would assume that there would be a place to put these things, and you could be right, Mike. They could be attached to to the arm as stabilizers when when they're not needed. So, well, I think everything we've seen right from the interceptor was all. I mean, they basically just put everything in there just to sh- show stuff for it. They hadn't really decided anything on it, right? Right. I mean, that's. Even from the stuff they made for the last videos that we had where the animations and some of the stuff was from other characters. You know, I mean, the grenade that the Interceptor threw was not for the Interceptor. It was just, you know, they needed something to put in there to show off the Interceptor. So, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. Until they give us the actual information, I would trust nothing. Because at this point, I mean, they're, uh, they're giving information. You mean you won't trust Mike? That's what you mean. No, I mean, that, no, your hypothesis is perfectly fine. I just... He meant Mike Don't Gamble. trust you. You won't trust They're Mike They're showing Gamble. that, you know, the information they're putting on the website right now, honestly, can't be trusted because they put it on there and then they take it off. Right. And so it's difficult. I mean, they want to share information. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't know. JD, you had a comment here on some knives that you were hoping to see in the game. Well, yeah, um, especially considering that it's, you know, dual daggers and everything like that. Um, I, it, the, the thought just occurred to me that, you know, perhaps it might be, I don't know if they might use, they might be reusing some of these from, like, any assets or animations from maybe the previous Dragon Age games because dual daggers are, like, the go-to weapon of choice for most rogues in that game. Uh, and if at the very least, like, if they are really good looking in terms of like the animations or the assets, um, and they are like wholly unique to Anthem, 
Um, I wonder if they might be reused in future Dragon Age titles. Like, I just... Because I know Bioware likes to reuse uh, assets and resources from game to game. You know, at least in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I know, I know most studios, when they can, they'll they'll do that to save time and to save money. But, I mean, I, I would... You know, most people that never played Dragon Age wouldn't even know, right? Until someone puts out a video and says, Hey, these blades are from Dragon Age. But, I don't know, maybe... I mean, I don't know if we'd ever be able to tell unless they're exactly the same uh, models in there. But I would hope that they're doing a whole new custom animations for for these guys and their their attacks and for everything new uh, new models to be used. Because uh, at this point, how old is Dragon Age? Dragon Age is like a twenty seven year old game, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, about about ten years. About uh, yeah, that, that's like a little ten, under ten years. Ten years yeah. is a long time to be reusing assets, but. I would say even if they reuse them, they would update the assets and remake them. And uh, well, I would mean that they would probably be using the resources from Inquisition, which came out in I believe 2014 or 2015, something like that. Even then, it's not not that old. That's not 4K, you know, high def stuff. No, but if we're talking about the animations, like maybe like reusing like certain uh, movements, like because they like they might have more detailed skeletons on their animations now, but. Like the yeah. basic movement, they might have used as a basis. Yeah, you yeah, never know. It's possible. Um, and then it goes on to say, with its lightning agility and powerful abilities, the Interceptor is able to turn overwhelming odds in certain, into certain victory. The Interceptor makes up for its scant armor as a true terror on the battlefield and an excellent addition to your javelin arsenal. Learn more in our suit guides on the Ranger, Colossus, and Storm Javelin exosuits for being... Yeah, you can learn more there, but you don't know. Okay, so new information that dropped on to the Storm. So we learned about the Fiery Strike from the Storm. Um, it says the Storm uses the seals on its arm to deliver an explosive flash that deals damage and knocks back enemies that have gotten too close, giving the Storm time to reposition at a safe distance. So one of the things that I was speculating on before when we were talking about the seals, um, a lot of people are saying like, oh, those things on its arm, those are actually the seals. And I'm like, no, that can't be the seals. That'd be weird because then you'd have to have every piece of um, armor for the storm to be able to have something like that. But it sounds like that's exactly what they are. Like those things on the arm are the seals, which I don't know. I guess I guess that's cool. You know, not not what my head cannon was saying, but like, am I disappointed? Like that that's the route they went. It's like, yeah, I guess, but I don't know, whatever. But so the fiery strike it sounds like it's you know it doesn't. I don't think any storm is gonna want to go in and punch something on purpose. I think it's gonna be you know, hey, I'm kind of in a tight spot because I'm a glass cannon. I need to leave. You know, save the melee attack until you can push people away, but. You know, that was kind of my thought when I was reading Fiery Strike. Do you guys have any, any indication of what, you know, this thing is supposed to be used for? Or if it's going to be overpowered at all? Mm, I think, yeah, I mean, it, it could be definitely used, like you said, in emergency situations. But, um, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like something that I would do. Because, you know, I play dumb sometimes. So. That's true, you do. <laughs> But then again, it's yeah. like, okay, Fiery Strike here now. Is Fiery Strike going to be there next week? That's <laughs> the tricky question. I mean, once you start taking stuff off and on, I mean, it's hard. Like I said, you know, they're they're trying to give us information, but at the same time, I don't know. I mean, they're in alpha, right? So, I mean, stuff should be getting locked in 
and shouldn't really be changing. They should be just doing bug fixing. And so, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, it's the, they're the ones that have the experience, you know. We just have our own expectations of what we want. And, um, you know, gamers, when things aren't meeting our expectations, we let people know. Right. That's true, and we and we let people know without holding anything back. So two of the things that we have lost off of these javelin, um, off of the profile. So the ranger used to have muster point. Um, that was the ability to where they can put down a little AOE to improve cooldowns or something like that. That's actually been removed off the page. So they're not talking about anything right there because I think muster point was actually going to be one of those third passive ability slots that you're able to change out. So that's off the ranger. Maybe they're going to give that to another javelin. Um, maybe they're going to give it to the storm or something. But that's off the ranger. The Colossus, um, we have actually seen its ultimate in action when it was attacking the Swarm Tyrant um, from EA play. But that's been removed. So I think, uh, I forget what the ultimate was called. It was called Siege Cannon. Um, so Siege Cannon, the description on that was the Colossus's ultimate ability. The Siege Cannon is pure mayhem, unleashed on the battlefield. Just aim it at something you want to disappear, pull the trigger, and watch the magic act. So that's gone now. And we've actually seen that in action. So I'm kind of surprised that we've actually seen an ability, and now that thing's gone. I mean, we never saw Muster Point. We never saw what it does or how it looks. Yeah. But, you know, to take the ultimate ability, which sounds like kind of a big deal, maybe they're retooling it. Maybe they're not going to call it Siege Cannon or whatever. Maybe it's going to be called something different. But yeah. But even then, it's right. like, you know, I, I I would think you would still leave that information up there. But, yeah. Mike, we're, Mike, you're going to have to talk us down off the ledge here since, you know, we're being kind of like pretty negative so, on the things that are happening so here. So, yeah, you, are, you guys, I mean... So, so just looking and giving everybody the benefit of the doubt, right? Maybe, maybe it's just some website maintenance that's going on that has lost that tagline. Maybe the siege cannon really isn't gone. It's just gone from the website, if that makes sense. And then once, once they, once they listen to our episode and realize that it's gone, they'll go back and fix it and go, Oh, we uh, deleted that by accident. We'll put it back up because we did other changes somewhere. And, Everything's fine. Well, I, I have some cake. I think that would be nice, but Mark Dare actually confirmed that. <laughs> yeah, they removed um they removed that stuff. So it's like Well, I don't he know. confirmed that he removed it from the website or confirmed confirmed that it was removed from Anthem from the game. Confirmed that it was removed off the website and that um they said that yes, it had been taken down off the website on purpose. So it was I don't think it was an accident. So Okay, so maybe so maybe then it was just taken down on purpose. That 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 doesn't that doesn't mean that it's off of that's it's out of the game off the Colossus. It just means it's off the website. Again, I mean don't like like I think that's that's one of I mean just just don't read too much into things. Like you guys, we saw it. Let me have this, Michael. Let me have I it. I can't I have angry. to okay. I have to talk you off the ledge and like there's there's stuff to live for. I mean there's Ash Titans and Swarm Bugs and, <laughs> and swarm bugs. are those going to be in the final game? Thanks. Yes, they, they will. Uh, you watch your mouth. They might not be. We don't know yet. Devin, take us take us to a little lighter place. Ben Irving's been <laughs> posting kitchen pictures, and I have no kitchen idea what's pictures. happening and why all of a sudden like pictures so, <laughs> kitchens are trending. Yeah, over on our Discord, you should go there if you haven't. Um, everyone's welcome, by the way. Not everyone. Uh, yeah, everyone. Everyone is <laughs> we were chatting about, you know, how we like the fact that the devs are posting more pictures of just 
general things like, oh, here's so-and-so working on this or doing this or that. And I said, you know, I mean, we appreciate all the pictures and we love it. And I was like, I mean, but to be honest, we would love it if, you know, even if you posted pictures of a kitchen at the studio. And so the next day, Ben Irving posted that on Twitter, and he's like, eh, you know, someone, he didn't want to mention me by name. Shit. <laughs> uh, he didn't want to bring the angry mob in my direction. Because um, that will happen. <laughs> uh, to reach Devin, you can tweet him at Neverfear. Yeah. yeah. You can find him on Facebook. Feel free. So, um, but, uh, so he posted on there, and then he went up to Edmonton and posted their awesome kitchens. Both of those kitchens – all the pictures that he showed were amazing, and uh, Stephen found uh, something in those kitchens that he despises. And it's I'll true. Let him tell you about like it. no one like all the pictures because you know it's it's almost like a hotel kitchen where you got the uh, cereal dispensers. You can go up there and you get <laughs> any cereal you want except the raisin bran because no one likes raisin bran and apparently Bioware they don't like raisin bran either because that thing's always full. And Ben's like, no, nah, maybe no. maybe they just refilled it. It's like, no, you guys don't like raisin bran. Just don't buy the raisin bran if you're not going to eat the raisin bran. Come on, guys, be efficient here. I no like one likes raisin, raisin bran. bran. No, you don't. You I just also... don't like what it does to me after I eat it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't think this is that kind of show. It might be. It is now, I guess. So, so I don't now... think this is that. So, so wait a second. Okay, so, what are we waiting on? That's that's the Edmonton Studio Kitchen. That's one of them, yeah. Michael. One that's of them. All, that's one the third of them? floor. They have five floors. They might have more. That's floors. waiting for Ben to post more pictures. That's the third floor kitchen. So apparently, in the third floor My kitchen, goodness. you need four refrigerators. Nice, you know, stainless steel refrigerator refrigerators. Model number WDM O three nine two. So you need those well, kind of things. So that's that's anyway. funny. So I well, like we, the we appreciate one those pictures. With all the snacks and everything in there. You know, yeah, and these cool. and these are the kind of things that I'm glad that they're tweeting these out. They've shown a lot of pictures of other developers that are actually working on the gu- working on the games. You know, showing the faces of the people behind the scenes that we haven't heard of um, on Twitter at all. People that are you know just head down, getting the game done, working on the game. I mean, I, that's the kind of thing that we want to see. I would love to see more gameplay. I would love to see more information about the game itself. But if we're not going to get that for whatever for whatever reason. Um, then yeah, show me what people are doing in the game to keep me interested in it, to keep other people interested in it, to keep people talking about the game. You know, you've got four months until this game comes out, and there's still people asking Mark that still don't know, you know, if it's available to purchase on a PlayStation Four. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of not there's not a lot of information out right now, unfortunately, unless you go to the right places, unless you go to the Anthem Reddit. You know, there's a lot of people on there. But not everyone's on there. I mean, if there's 300,000 people on the Anthem Reddit, that's great that you make those sales, but that's not going to, you know, put your game into the black. 300 sales is not going to do that. There's only 30,000 on there. Yeah, well, Um, there you go. But, I mean, like right now would be a perfect time to do a Vidoc, right? To go behind the scenes, show us stuff, what's going on. Keeps people excited, you know. I mean, there's other studios like uh, Avalanche Studios is making, you know, Just Cause 4. They have like six months ago, started posting Vidox about making the Vidox for the game that are going to be coming out. You know, it's like, oh, it's behind the scenes from the community manager. There's like a little Facebook video or a little video like, oh, look, we've got all the people together. We're going to film over here in the New York studio. We're talking to these people and these people, and then we're going to show you these Vidox a little later. So just giving you a little tease of what's coming out. You know, I mean, that's the perfect way. 
of keeping people excited about the product that you're making without actually having to show off the product, right? So, I mean, they're still working on stuff. They, they're not sharing information, but the perfect way is just to, like, walk behind the scenes. I mean, Rare did it a bunch of times with Sea of Thieves where they would just wander around and talk to developers. Oh, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm working on this bug. I'm doing working on this. And that was really cool because you get to see and almost feel like you're part of that experience or at least to see what they're going through. Yeah. I and mean, and that's a good example because they had, I mean, they had a very open development. I mean, they had people playing alpha for a year that, mm-hmm. you know, they could go in and they could talk about it and they could tell their stories. It wasn't really under NDA, which is, you know, yeah. it's a different way of developing your game. It's a different way of marketing your game. Um, you get people interested in the beginning, but I mean, you're right. They did try, they sent out, you know, we got the soundtrack valor, we got that a while ago that we were able to listen to, which was awesome. It's a great track, and we got to hear more of that. But, you know, maybe, you know, show us what else the team is doing. We got the interview with Nick Terabay. We got the thing from PAX, and that's that's all a lot of great information. Um, but I still think that there's not enough for how close we are to the game actually releasing. So, I mean, what do you guys want to see now? You guys want to see Vidox. Mike, what do you want to see? I could stand to see some some just advertisement, um, and I'm thinking I'm thinking we're probably going to see that around the holidays. It seems like that's when the games will start to be once we get into the Thanksgiving season. I mean, we'll start seeing we'll start seeing the anthem trailer. I'm assuming um, there's definitely stuff. I think I don't I don't know if it's because I was I've been watching the video so much, but I thought one popped up on my. Uh, on my YouTube feed when I was looking at something else, I th- I thought a commercial popped up for it, but maybe it was just, um, maybe I'm just remembering just watching the trailer again. Um, there, it'd be cool to see the Vidox would be cool. Um, I'm kind of interested in like, maybe like character bios, maybe, maybe they tweet out some of the more non essential story characters, maybe even just something, a little bit about them. I mean, that that could be cool. Kind of know, because I have a hard time remembering characters in games, and and so maybe you know a little baseball card that has their name on it, and I can <laughs> a little hold it up. Card. I can just hold it up. Um, I'm I'm not starved for info like like some other people I know. So I mean, I'll I'll take what <laughs> I'll take what they give. And I'm and I'm okay with that. There's a little bit to be said about the mystery of it, and I think I think really they're doing a great job at getting Stephen um, primed and ready for it by by not telling him enough. He's just getting so hyped and angry that he's gonna jump in and play week one, day one, and have it all done. I'll be playing week negative one, but. So, and I think you, I think you have a good point, Mike, because there's like if you look at Rockstar, what they're doing with Red Dead Redemption, like they could not say a single word, and they would still sell millions of copies of that game, right? Oh yeah. But they have the benefit also of having <clears throat> a little bit of, I mean, and Bioware does that. They they release it a lot of games, but you know this is the first game, so they don't they don't really have that like that power right now to like not say a bunch. But but I mean, but, then but again, don't it, they? Th- but they do because it's Bioware. But you know, so I so I see where they have that. But well, but remember, just saying it's Bioware doesn't really 
affect seventy five percent of us here because because this will be our first Bioware endeavor. Um, We just like robots that shoot stuff and blow things up. Yeah, you also have to take into account though that with a lot of well, a lot of the media coverage of Anthem thus far, like I'm not talking about us or other members of the Anthem content uh, creator community. Uh, but think well, bigger sites like IGN, Kotaku, uh, Polygon, like the bigger gaming news sites, they cannot go a single Anthem article without mentioning uh, the uphill battle that well, the or, or their self well, the the way how they describe it, like an uphill battle that Anthem is fighting because it's Bioware and Mass Effect Andromeda wasn't and very EA. successful. And there was controversial, and then there's also the EA thing with you know Star Wars Battlefront 2 and the loot boxes controversies. And they're like Canadian. They, yeah, they basically view Anthem, or they cover Anthem in, through this lens of, like, it's a controversial game already, and so... I, I do feel like there is a little bit of caution on Bioware's side in terms of what they put out and when they put it out, because like even if the rest of us aren't covering it that way, the larger sites kind of are depicting it as this uphill battle that like yeah. it's not a neutral thing. It's like Anthem has to prove itself to us because uh, they have all that Bioware baggage. <laughs> Devin, stop yeah. dusting off your desk. No, check, I will not. Check your baggage at the door. Well, that's, that's right. a good point. I mean, that's a that's a good way to look at it. And so they're keeping everything close to the chest so that so that they do. Well, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. And, I mean, and, you don't want stuff hard. to leak to then get attacked, and you don't because oh, yeah. you want the right stuff to get out so that it's kind of proven your your product is good. I mean, yeah, we've but, been impressed with everything that we've seen, and so. Yeah. yeah, and that hasn't that hasn't stopped, you know, some people, like, anytime there's new information about Anthem, that there's, like, two or three videos that pop up, like, on the Anthem subreddit or somewhere else, basically saying, like, more evidence that Anthem is going to fail. And it's just like, okay. Well, yeah, but that's all clickbait, so. Yeah, it's all clickbait. I mean, some of it's just done for the media attention or to, like, give an interesting take. But we're liking what we've seen so, uh, thus far. And honestly, seeing all this stuff, like the kitchen pictures from the devs, like the dev interactions on Reddit, on Twitter, and on everything, it really humanizes them as a group, uh, makes them seem more friendly to their community. And, you know, honestly, I just want to see more of that. I just want to see the kitchen in Anthem. Show us that. Maybe that's didn't, what didn't we see planning. it? We saw it in the uh, when we they saw, were talking about the seedy underbelly. Of we saw a piece of meat. Fort Tarsus on a rock. I don't think rock. that was meat. So, so Mark, anyway, Mark Derrick anyway. is still on Twitter and he's still answering people's questions. Like the saint of a man, the poor guy. Like someone was trying to ask him if there was going to be an Xbox One edition. Like you know, got the sticker. It comes with the controller, whatever. And I think Mark thought that they were asking if there was going to be like some enhancements. So Mark's like, yeah, there's going to be that. So everyone's like, what? There's going to be an Xbox One X edition of this game? That's awesome. And someone's like, hey, Mark, I don't think they were saying that. And he's like, oh. So, I mean, you answer so many questions. Eventually, you know, it's not like that big of a deal that he said that because you just walk it back and say, sorry, that's not it. But, you know, that doesn't stop the Internet from being the Internet, right? So... I mean, the guy's out there answering tons of questions. So, last couple questions, he said, um, in addition to your two guns, you have three gear slots. Multi-mortar goes in the shoulder, flamethrower in the arm, so you can equip both at one time. And then there's that third passive slot that we don't know much about. That was um, part of that muster point, but that thing's been taken away. So, as you talk about these gear slots, 
one of the things we talked about previously is like how much armor we're actually going to have in this game or what armor slots we're going to be able to equip in this game. So, and as far as we know, there's not a traditional armor. Like, I, there, there'll be people that'll tell you on a couple of places that there's no armor in this game. But, you know, you just got to remind people that we're flying around in these giant metal suits. So, it's like, yeah, there's armor in this game. It might not be in the traditional sense of an RPG to where you're equipping a chest piece or you're equipping, um, you know, some bracers or boots or whatever. But Ben Irving has gone on and said that there are going to be quote-unquote power slots that are going to be affecting your character. And I think those are kind of the things that we're going to be putting into our javelin to increase, you know, whatever those durability stats are going to be. Because we do know our the our pilot has its own skill tree. And then each individual javelin is going to have its own skill tree. So I think these power slots, um, they've also been called components. If you go on the website under the javelin progression section, um, it says this. And I don't, I don't remember if this is new or not because I didn't actually copy this part down the first time that it was posted. So this could be completely different or this could be completely old or it could be new. I don't know, whatever. But it says as javelin progression, as your pilot gains experience operating a specific javelin, you'll collect lots of equipment of differing abilities and rarities. You might want to equip components to reduce the cooldown of your ranger's grenade attack and dish out even more damage in the field. As an example, each javelin, ranger, colossus, interceptor, and storm all have their own unique equipment which can be collected. Your loadout choice will allow you to tailor your javelin's abilities to your playstyle and discover different playstyles you may not have considered. So I think we know that the ranger, that specific um, gear slot is a grenade. I think the the Colossus has the mortar. The, I don't know what, we don't know what the interceptor has. Maybe, because I don't think it's going to be the blades, because that's going to be its melee attack. So we don't know what the interceptor has. I think the storm's probably just going to have the seals on its arm. That's going to be its kind of unique weapon that we've seen in action. But... I think when they talk about components, you know, they use the word components. You might want to equip components to reduce the cooldown. Those might be those extra things like those power slots Ben was talking about that we're going to be putting into our javelins. And I don't know if that's true. We don't we don't have like consistent or information on that. Usually, you know, other developers, when they write up these things, they'll put those, you know, specific keywords like in bold so that we know like, oh, these things are called components or they're called power slots. But really... I, w- I really want to know how many of these things we can equip because that's going to make a big difference on how long you can actually play the game. Like, how many of these things are we going to be going for? Is it just two yep. slots for a total of, you know, six slots that we're going to be trying to equip on these things? Is there tiers, you know? Is it... Can you upgrade them? Can you infuse them? I mean, we don't know anything system that Mike Gamble talked about, uh, you know, but that's not a credible source of information. So, I mean, so there's still like so much that we don't know. I mean, and this would be those kind of things. And this would be the place where you would want to put that information. It's like, hey, guys, these are the components. There's going to be seven different components per javelin that you can upgrade. You know, these are the weapons that or the the items that only the storm will have. These are the items that only the Colossal will have. Because we know the Colossus is the only one that's going to have the shield. But we don't know if that's like its specific thing or if the shield is even something that you can upgrade or not. So... What do you guys think? Yeah. Like, what what's the number of things that we we should expect to have t- in order to keep you know the game going strong for you guys over a longer period? Of well, time? I mean, five. We've talked we talked about this before, right? 
So, I mean... Yeah, and that's when we assumed that you could actually change the chess piece. And now it yeah. seems like, you know, those changes are going to be purely cosmetic. So, then, I mean, you have active and passive, right? So, I don't know. I mean, six to eight, I would say, maybe. You know, I mean, I need at least, you know, like if you're looking at games like Diablo or other similar type games where there's multiple pieces to chase, multiple things to work on to min max, you know, they're looking at around 10, 10 items. And, you know, the less, less items you have, the less time you need to min max, the less time you need to keep playing to grind for that other gear or whatever they're going to call it. And so, I mean, cause what you're looking at the javelin suit is all cosmetic. It doesn't do anything. Correct. So, well, I mean, I mean, besides the weapons and the stuff that you can equip in those slots, right? So, right, which essentially, which essentially is the suit doing it. If there's the slots that you're yeah. equipping stuff in, it's not like you know Destiny, where it's like, oh, I got these boots and they do this specific thing. Because in Anthem, you can get those boots, but all they are is just that's the way they look. They don't do anything. Right. It'll just be a receptacle for whatever that component is. I mean, it doesn't, yeah. and which is fine because that means no matter what you can look the way you want to look, yeah. which is a benefit to that system. There's no like, well, this is better. I guess I'll wear it for now until I find something good or until you can trans transmorg it. So, I mean, yeah. which, which I like the system to where it's like, no, I want to look like this all the time and I'll change it when I want to change it. And then you can input those components into your suit as you need them, which is fine. But I mean, it's different. So we'll have to see how it works out. If that's even, you know, still in the game. We don't know if that's still in the game, but yeah, I mean, hopefully soon they'll give us stuff. I mean, uh, you know, coming up soon, but uh, that doesn't really have anything to do with Anthem, but you never know. Yeah, and then Mark has also said that the ultimate and melee um, slots are technically gear slots, but they're not changeable at launch, but probably yeah. after. So that's something that, you know, in the future, if we get those extra two slots, that gives us extra abilities on those weapons, however that plays out. And he has said that, you know, he thinks that at the uncommon gear point, that's when weapons and other things start getting perks. So, I mean, it, for me, when they say gear, I just encompass, you know, weapons, armor, and everything. But I think when they say yeah. gear, they're just talking about weapons and, you know, those other slots that they have. I don't even know if they're talking about weapons or if they're just talking about those other gear slots. So. Yeah, I mean, they have their own definitions and we're all speculate of what they actually mean until they actually tell us, you know, right. so. And then one thing that would be super helpful when we find out about this is having some way to track all this stuff, even when you're not playing games, right, Mike? I do like tracking my stuff when I'm not playing games because oh, yeah. I don't take my Xbox with me all the time. And sometimes I've got some downtime at work where for one reason or another, you I might want to read up on a piece of gear or... Uh, or equip some new items or even just... I mean, just... Look at my character. I uh, I got. I mean, we all like doing that and just looking and checking and stuff. So, so I think there. I hope that there is going to be a mobile app, um, slash inventory manager slash lore reader slash you know cutscene watcher to kind of you know Ooh, keep anthem. Yeah, I, you know the cutscenes that I've unlocked. I'd like to go watch those again. Um, just to keep just to keep Anthem close at my fingertips when I'm away from my computer and or my Xbox. So, 
Mike, you're a genius. I never even considered that that would be something that you could do from an app. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, that seems super simple. It's like if you unlock the video, you watch it in the app, right? Yeah. So, if, I mean, for a game that's going to be story-based, like JD is hoping, because JD likes stories from Bioware, I hear, to be able to access yep. that stuff in the app, that seems like, you know, that would be... Because at first you're like, oh, I want to hear the lore from the app. It's like, well, we had that in Destiny, but no one liked that. Because I guess because that was the only place that you could get it, right? But if well, and just... I think and I think in that in that instance, it's, it's the way it was presented. Go to this menu, click this menu. Now find this sub menu. Now flip this card over and read this obscure. Like like that wasn't the best system. So yeah. so I think I mean I think they had good intentions, but it just wasn't presented well. But I think I think there's a great opportunity here to. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and finish your your thought because you were going somewhere. No, you're fine. I mean, that completely changed my mind. That's like, yeah, we, we need to have something like that in the app. Like, hey, what happened during this mission that I completed? I forget, you know, who I was supposed to talk to. If you can go back and just, like, play that cutscene, I think that'd be a great idea. But one of Well, the ma- and, then, and then, like, sorry not to interrupt again, but, but some of those cutscenes that we've seen in, in some games, and I'm hoping in this one, are like, are like mini-movie-esque and just super cool to watch. So yeah. like, you know, let me watch it. Like there's there's nothing that's there's there should be nothing stopping me from from watching this on my phone when I'm on the subway, when I'm on a plane, when I'm riding shotgun somewhere. Let me watch this again because it, a it's entertaining and b it it it's something I did. You know, I unlocked this. I completed said steps to make it to this um, end, let me watch it again. I think it'd be an easy and good way for you to be able to share Anthem with your friends. It's like, oh, man, check out mm-hmm. this cutscene I saw last night when I played through this mission. You get, you really need to get this. And you can show them your videos, show them what, what you got, what you're working with. Uh, for me, really, the companion app, I want it to do, you know, I want to be able to set up all my gear, everything, you know, create uh, – uh, my loadouts, whatever you want to call them, you know, uh, for the game. So I can look at those. I want them to show me, you know, stats and information so I can actually see what's different. You know, I would love it if there was like a comparison. It's like, okay, here's what you currently have equip- equipped and here's what you want to equip. This is where it's going to go better and this is where it's going to be worse. So I can really min-max it and go the best way I want. You so know, you want make it my own. You basically want everyone that plays this game to like lose their jobs because they're just taking like hour long bathroom breaks, like min maxing no. their character, trying to find. No, out. so I mean, I I think they. I mean, it would be great if they had those options. I don't know that you can. They're going to have those at launch. I mean, that's a lot of stuff to put in there. But I mean, it would be to me. That's something that I would I would love to have to be able to check that out when I'm just sitting somewhere. And I got time on my hands. If I'm just waiting for someone or doing whatever, I can check out my stuff real quick. Um, you know, I just, you know, I, maybe they have a website where you can go to also where it's like, okay, check out all this gear that you can get in the game, similar to what's in for like Diablo and other things where, okay, here you can equip all the stuff and shows you what it does. So you can kind of say, okay, this is what I'm going to shoot for. Um, you know, because those are always great to have gear guides and be like, okay, this is the best stuff. This is what you want. But, I mean, I don't know. It all depends on how the game plays and what, you know, which direction they take some of the things because maybe you create your own custom combos and, and everything and it's 
much better than just looking at specific pieces of gear that everybody has to have in the top build or whatever. Um, I'm sure there's still going to be that stuff, but um, yeah, I'd also know. like the ability to um, to create loadouts. You know, for my Colossus, this is my my ultimate tank, and then maybe here's my more ranged tank. I mean, if I don't know if that's going to be a thing in the Colossus, but same with the Ranger. Here's like my sniper build out. Here's my um, my I don't know what else. I guess a tank. I mean, you could use a Ranger as, in a tank mode, and the ability to like name those loadouts. These are the gears. I'm assuming there's going to be some type of vault, some type of of gear storage, it, um, the Strider. I don't know how much it can hold, but I'm assuming it's going to be able to hold different gear pieces in there. Um, so I want to be able to, like, from the app, even in-game, In well, I guess we were told that we would have to go back to the Strider, back to, the strider. to change. Well, unless unless that's something that's field. introduced in the app later on to be able to, okay, I'm on, I'm in a, I'm halfway through a mission, I need to change, here's my app, do-do-do, I get sent the gear i don't know i mean they would have to make that work in the world yeah i'm not yeah. sure how and that would work you don't just want it to to just switch on just iron man it. exactly <laughs> exactly you don't want to have you don't want to have it that way but because you can't have microchips. but maybe maybe when i'm home or when i'm again when i'm away i want to be able to change these loadouts and change my shaders and my cosmetic stuff and and and, could... and play the game without having to be in front of a console and or a PC. I well, mean, pretty it's soon, a way to do it. Pretty soon with cloud gaming, you'll be able to do that. But a couple of things that it does need for sure, it needs to have a calendar for your guild. If you're do, if you signed up for a guild, there needs to be a calendar. It's like, hey, you can put in when you're going to play, when your guild's going to play, when you're going to go for that completion on you know, the strongholds or whatever. So you got to have that. You got to have be able to see the cosmetic store that you can try on, you know, what does this look like on my javelin? You have to be able to have that. You have to be able to look for like all the emotes and stuff. You have to be able to preview those because you know the big reason that we play this game is to play with the virtual doll and to dress it up in the cool things that we get. So you have to be able to see that in the app. Basically, that's what video games are, and that's what we're gonna do. Steve, Steve has a weird way of like of like really taking things down to their to their minimal level and that make us realize that I guess we really are just playing with dolls. Yeah, we really are. Action so, figures, not dolls. Action figures, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Devin. Sure, tomato, tomato. So we need to dress up those things with capes, you know, change their hairstyle and 12, stuff like that. 12-inch G.I. Joe was a doll. Sorry. Yeah, it really 12 was. 12-inch G.I. So Joe was a doll. You know, those are the things that, like, we should have in an app to make it, like, you know, a useful tool. Otherwise, you know, it's like, if you're going to make it, make it the best that it can be. You know, iterate on it, do it, whatever, but give us the basic functionalities that we really want. Because being able to communicate with your clan, um, however that's going to look in this game, is like a huge deal. Like, instead of me, you know, going to go create some other website and go on some other website just to communicate with the people I play with anyway. I mean, you can do that with Discord, but, you know, Discord doesn't have a calendar. So, you know, and then it's got to have a weather app. Tell me what the weather like is like in Anthem. You know, give us, you know, those notifications that when there's a huge world event yeah, that's happening world event going on yeah world where event it's happening going on. how long it's going to be there and that kind of stuff so i think that kind of stuff in an app would be would be awesome i mean i would love that if you can spend more time in anthem when you're not playing anthem like mike said you know i i think that's that's the goal of the developer because i don't know maybe you're able to spend some money in there to buy those cosmetics maybe you get a discount if you're going through the app 
Who knows? Maps. I, d- I definitely want no, maps no. in the app. Uh, maps of the area so I can... I, I may, And it must just must just be me, but I have a hard time putting worlds in my head. Like, like I, had a, I have the hardest time getting keeping maps in my head. So a map on my phone would definitely be helpful. If you, you know, just again, just to learn about the world. If you could have a world map and you could put annotations on it, that would and be, checkpoints and yeah. drop pins. I'm telling you, man, it's there. We have the technology. We can build them better. Michael, shut up. Even just the opportunity to, like, you know, be at work or be somewhere else and kind of like start planning your, like, what you're going to do when you get home and turn on Anthem is like, that would be so great. Like, oh, like this event's going on, uh, you know, for the next couple of hours. I can hit that as soon as I get home. Oh, let me see this map. Oh, I want to check out this thing today. I want to check out this thing today. Let me put some pins here so I, uh, so I remember. So when I pop in the game, like they're already like up there, you know, I, that would be so much fun. Look, because then you're, you're just, you, you're, you're not just like spending five minutes, like as soon as you log on, just like, what am I going to do today? Like no, I, I already did that earlier when I couldn't play. Now yeah. I can just play. Yep, a little think, bit of planning goes a long way. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if you could do like your loadouts, and then it's like, okay, I created a bunch of loadouts, and then you could go to you know your strider or Fort Tarsons, be like, all right, let me check out this loadout I made today. I'm gonna go test out the loadout and see if it's any good. You know. Yep. So because you when you have time and you're thinking about those things, and then it's like, oh crap, I can't remember what I was gonna try earlier you know and then but if you can make it on your phone on your app or whatever and then just have it saved there and then you can like oh let me go try that that'd be cool i agree guys i think if there's nothing else if you guys have been holding back something until the end of the show now's the time to get it out if not i think that's where we're going to end it because you know it's getting pretty late and this has been episode 57 of the freelancer codex podcast the longest running anthem podcast on the internet which is pretty surprising we're glad we're back from the break that we took last week um i needed a break so i called it after our interview fell through so that's all my fault if you were expecting us to uh be there you can blame it on me so until next time guys there's a shaper storm on the horizon we'll see you on the other side Peace. Later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex. On Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or through email at FreelancerCodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at FreelancerCodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at Patreon.com slash FreelancerCodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at jd the joke dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work.